Hey friends, this is Jackie, and thank you for listening to the She Starts Now podcast. This is a bit of a summer edition episode, and you're in for a real treat today as I give you a glimpse into the life of a very saucy woman. And it'll be a little more of a casual listening experience without any formal production, no intro music, and I'm actually not even going to have this edited. I'm recording and posting mistakes and all. So whatever it is that you're doing, maybe frolicking on the beach or kicking back in the sunshine, maybe you're on a road trip or taking a walk or out doing errands or cleaning the house, whatever it is that you're doing, I'm really glad you're here. And I hope this episode gives you the space and permission to think about how you're living your life. In the last episode, I mentioned I wanted to take a bit of a new creative direction for the next three weeks or so and share some historic stories of some pretty badass women that you may not have heard of before in the hopes that their colorful lives will spark something in you. And I I can't tell you what that something is because only you will feel that spark. You'll feel it in your body. So pay attention as you listen today. Notice any nudges or tugs. Maybe you feel expansion or inspiration. Just notice. I've always been fascinated with the stories that make us human. And from a very young age, I've also been curious about how others live their lives. And more particularly, I've always been fascinated with women who choose to live unconventional lives, the ones who make bold moves and live from a place of really owning who they are, you know, from a place of truth and as cliche as this sounds, authenticity. And in fact, actually, it goes deeper than authenticity. It's about having this bold confidence to have a vision for how you want to live your life and just going for it, just completely defying the status quo. And maybe it was from growing up in a small town, population was around 1100. I think there's a part of me that was always afraid of believing that this is all there is to life, just living here in this way. I always believed that there was so much more out there and an entirely new world to explore. So Madonna, oh, Madonna. Madonna was one of my idols growing up because she pushed the boundaries and she wasn't all that concerned about what people thought of her. And she still isn't. You know, whatever you think of Madonna, you got to admit, the woman just owns who she is. And if you recall the song Like a Virgin, when it first came out in the 80s, it was definitely racy and provocative. Today, it would be extremely PG. But think about this. Imagine if Madonna had a thought about recording a song called Like a Virgin. Let's get into her head for a moment. So I have this thought of creating a song called Like a Virgin, and the video will have me floating in the canals of Venice, and there'll be a lion, and there'll be a man with a lion mask on, and I'll be wearing a sexy wedding dress with white lace gloves. And can you imagine if she had this bold, visionary experience and then thought, well... 
maybe that's too risky. You know, what are people going to think? People are going to judge me. What will they say? They'll gossip. They'll call me names. Can you imagine if she had held all of that in? I just think it'd be tragic because she really paved the way for us to see different ways of living and of owning who we are. And although most of the world knows who Madonna is, deep in the history books, there are many stories of women who are not a household name and who also defied convention. They challenged the norms and they left their own mark on the world. And I learned about some of them when I was in university taking journalism and women's studies. And I was fascinated by like, who are these badass women who did badass things? And why don't we know about them? So for the next couple of episodes, I'm going to put the spotlight on the female mavericks you may or may not have heard of, who really paved the way for creative expression and unapologetic self-acceptance, because that's really what it is, right? It's self-acceptance, fully accepting who you are, and then boldly and courageously being able to show that to the outside world. And Natalie Clifford Barney was one of those women. She was a fiercely independent and controversial woman who really embraced her individuality without any fear. And I was first introduced to her when I was watching a documentary on the French writer Colette, another badass creative type woman. So I immediately Googled Natalie Clifford Barney and found a biography written about her life. It's called Wild Heart by Suzanne Rodriguez. And I'll I'll put that in the show notes for you. I'll put a link to it. I've got the book right in front of me here. And you know, this is was this was the description of the book. The enthralling story of the American girl who scandalized Europe with her tastes in love and dazzled it with her style of life. Like super intriguing, right? So I'm going to read the first paragraph of chapter one before I get into Natalie's saucy life here for you. So again, pay attention to what comes up when you hear this. So Natalie Clifford Barney was the essence of duality. No matter what one believed about her, the opposite might well be true. A self-described debauche, which if you're not familiar with the word debauche, it means someone who is uh, likes to indulge in sensual pleasures. Let's just put it at that. She could be proper, even prim. Relishing her ability to shock, she was nonetheless imbued with formal old school manners. Far ahead of her time in the politics of personal freedom and feminism, she also harbored extremely conservative philosophies. She could be amazingly cruel and incredibly kind. She didn't always enjoy reading, yet ran the most important literary salons of the 20th century. Possessed of little formal education, she was considered brilliant by many of the greatest minds in Europe. She celebrated the giving of love to others, but found it difficult to accept love for herself. And although she spent most of her life shining at the white-hot center of a crowd. She was often lonely. 
with her blonde, angelic looks and scarlet blushes, she was the picture of innocence. And yet her private life caused such shock and scandal that some, including lovers and close friends, considered her a mixture of good and evil. All right, isn't that kind of fascinating? Natalie was born on Halloween, October 31st, 1876. Okay, we're going back in time here. And she was born in Dayton, Ohio, and would grow up to become really a symbol of empowerment and inspiration for generations to come that knew who she was. And from a very young age, Natalie exhibited a really rebellious spirit and an insatiable thirst for knowledge. She was fascinated by the French language and culture as well, which came from her mother who had French in her history and in her bloodlines. And when Natalie was young, she had a governess who read Jules Verne stories to her, which really is a nanny who read her French books. So she would have to quickly learn how to understand them. Her and her younger sister then attended a French boarding school. So she grew up to become fluent in French. She both spoke and wrote it fluently. Her family was very affluent, and this social standing afforded her a very privileged upbringing, but she didn't want anything to do with it. She wasn't content to be confined by the roles society had laid out for her. And think about it, like in the late 1800s, society definitely had plans laid out for young women. So while all the other young girls and women of her time were being groomed to be docile and domestic, Natalie sought intellectual stimulation and artistic expression. So at the legal age of 21 in the United States, she embarked on a journey that would change the course of her life, but also the lives of everyone that she came in contact with. So Natalie traveled to Can you guess it? She traveled to Paris. Ah, Paris. One of my favorite cities in the world and truly the epicenter of artistic and intellectual energy. And she traveled there to pursue her passion for writing and literature. And it's here in Paris that she would plant the seeds that would become her legend. And while in Paris, she cultivated and created a salon that would become a legendary hub of intellectual exchange. And I don't mean a hair salon, because there's some intellectual exchange that happens at hair salons, let me tell you that much. But back in the day, salons, actually they date back to the 17th century. There was a French aristocrat, Madame Catherine de Rambouillet, who hosted people in her salon room, as it was known at the time, the great room, in other words, your living room. And she would host people, really educated Parisians, to discuss things like social issues, political issues, artistic and literary topics as well. So it became a bit of an intellectual hub. 
And the concept of the salon really lived on from then. In other words, a salon is like gathering people in your living room for like interesting conversations to discuss meaningful ideas and topics that go beyond the daily norm. And not with all just like people who have the same point of view of everything. I think this is the point, right? Like let's bring people together who have different points of view and let's discuss them, which could probably, you know, make for some heated debates, but you know, bring that on. That's how we create change in the world. And that's how we open our eyes to other ways of living. So back to Natalie's salon, she drew some of the most brilliant minds of the time. And her salon became a haven for artists and writers, philosophers, and revolutionaries to connect. Every Friday night was her Friday night salon. She hosted luminaries such as Gertrude Stein, James Joyce, Colette, the writer I mentioned earlier, Ezra Pound, T.S. Eliot, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and many, many others who were really captivated by her magnetic personality and her desire to learn, her desire to learn. Natalie's salon was way more, much, much more than just a social gathering it became a bit of a breeding ground for revolutionary and visionary ideas. She engaged her guests in spirited discussions on literature, politics, gender equality, and she really challenged the societal norms and advocated for women's rights. Remember, this is back in the early 1900s. So she was a feminist and she confronted the patriarchy that was constraining women's lives and really advocated for liberation and empowerment. She also had a very unapologetic stance on love and sexuality that really fueled her controversial reputation. She was a pioneer, really, in embracing her own sexuality very openly and without any shame. And she rejected traditional notions of monogamy and explored many, 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 many romantic relationships with both men and women. And in a world that often condemned such behavior, I'm sure she was frowned upon by many. She was really, as I said, unapologetic, unabashed in this pursuit of love and living a super passionate life. She let her soul, she let her soul guide her in the direction she wanted to live and really made life an expression of who she was. She was a writer. That's why she went to Paris to really explore that side of her. And her writings were an extension of her boldness exploring themes of love and desire and identity. She went on to author several volumes of poetry and prose and a collection of work that celebrated the beauty and complexity of what it meant to love as a woman. Her writings were daring. 
and poignant. And that truly was a reflection of her own liberated spirit, right? She wanted to take what she was feeling inside of her and translate that into words onto paper and then like put it out into the world for everyone to read. And her real audaciousness, really, like the audacity of her to write about this stuff, right? But she just refused to conform. And that really did come at a cost. She was faced with a lot of criticism and was ostracized from conservative elements of society, obviously, right? Um, Who really sought to silence her revolutionary voice because she was quite influential. I mean, look at the crew she hung around, right? I mean, she was around the really the pioneers of literary gold, right? Literary gold really is who she hung out with. But she wasn't swayed by any of that, right? She really just stood her ground and embraced her status as a controversial figure. Like, this is me. It's who I am. And she just reveled in that freedom of being herself. It takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage. It takes courage now in 2023. Can you imagine what it was like in the early 1900s? So her legacy truly extended far beyond her lifetime. And her fierce individuality and pursuit of her passions inspired countless women and artists to break free from the societal constraints and learn to really embrace their own authenticity. And as I said earlier, like it goes beyond authenticity. It's really this form of like self-acceptance. And, you know, that could be done in different ways. You can like throw it in people's faces and say, hey, this is me. I'll live the way that I want. Madonna is a bit of a great example of that. You know, she's she's an artist, though. That's Madonna. And then there's also, you know, I'm just going to do this quietly and live the way that I want to live. So her salon, going back to her gatherings, really like became a blueprint for like future intellectual gatherings that would then shape the course of literature and art. So her the way that she lived her life influenced other writers to be more bold in their writing to she influenced other creatives to be more bold in their artistic pursuits which you know then that inspires and shapes the way for generations to come and in 1927 she met the love of her life Romaine Brooks who was a very renowned American painter. She was a woman. And their relationship would endure for over 50 years. So a real testament to the strength of their commitment to each other. But I've always wondered, hmm, because she really poo-pooed monogamy. So I always wondered how that relationship worked. Maybe it was an open relationship. Who knows? But they really did defy convention and forged a life that was built on their own terms because they were very open about their relationship. So after about 60 years, her Friday night salon 
Think about that. She ran the salon for about 60 years. It started to fade, uh, but she continued to write and publish and really maintained her place as a literary icon in Paris. And even in her later years, she still remained an unwavering advocate for women's rights. And she really wanted to defend artistic freedom, right? Artistic freedom. Natalie Clifford Barney passed away in Paris on February 2nd, 1972, which is actually exactly one year before my birthday. And, or yeah, well, it is my birthday, February 2nd, but I was born in 73. But anyway, uh, she really left behind a legacy that, you know, when you look at the essence of her nature and the way that she lived, it just truly transcends time. I think her life serves as a reminder that really owning, embracing our true selves without fear is truly a revolutionary act. And by doing so, it not only changes our own lives, but the world around us. So I want you to, you know, think of Natalie's story and really because it is, it's a, it's a bit of a beacon of inspiration, right? I mean, she went all out, all out, just like owned who she was. And I wanted to like encourage you to defy societal expectations and live life on your terms, whatever that might be. I mean, Natalie showed us that being like this badass means having the courage to be yourself, right? That's what it means. Just having the courage to be yourself, whatever that is, and however you want to express that. So her story like reminds us that there's power in individuality and there's strength in being somewhat controversial, not for the sake of being controversial. Although, you know, if you want to be controversial for the sake of being controversial, have at it. Um, but that there's a real beauty in living life as a bold, daring soul. And I really think that's how we were meant to live, right? As bold, daring souls. And we may not have that opportunity. We may not all have that opportunity to live exactly the way we want. But are there parts of our lives that we can be a little more bold and a little more daring? So I just want to like, thank you, Natalie Clifford Barney, for being a true trailblazer. So I'm going to ask you now, referencing what I shared earlier, did you feel a spark? Did you feel a nudge or a tug? Did it feel like, oh my gosh, I could never live my life that openly and honestly, or wow, like she was bold, she was badass, good for her. What came up for you? Did you, as I said, did you feel that nudge or tug? Did you feel your body like expand or contract? And if you could live your life exactly as you want right now, like the way your soul is calling you to live, whether you actually live it that way or not, like that's not the point here. The point is to connect with if you could live your life exactly as you want right now, what would that look like? What would that look like? What would your relationships and friendships look like? The way you dress, the way you carry yourself, where you live how you make your money, 
how you spend your money, how you spend your time. How would you dream? Would you go after your dreams? Uh, What beliefs would you declare? Just asking you to take a moment and consider all of that. And if this episode inspired you and you're curious about maybe exploring these questions and more on a deeper level in a really supportive community, I'm going to share a link in the description of the show where you can add your name to the She Starts Now community list as I work on developing something for all of you. Really, I've been thinking about this for a while and how this is going to come out into the world. And I want to have more of these conversations. I think that, you know, even this, the concept of a salon is super inspiring for people to come together and discuss meaningful topics and interesting topics, not just talk about the weather and talk about other people and talk about politics. And I'm not saying politics is not interesting or meaningful, but let's go deeper, right? Sharing revolutionary ideas, visionary ideas, and just coming together in a space to be open. And maybe encouraging each other to live with more courage from a place of, you know, bold truth, bold truth. Okay, my friends, that is it for today's episode. Uh, Stay tuned for the next one where you're going to learn the story of another woman from the history books who really challenged the status quo and lived with strength. I'll see you soon.